0: This podcast is presented by Miscreant Records.
1: You can find us on Twitter at Miscreant Pods, and you can also email us at miscreantrecordspod at gmail.com. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to the Miscreants on the Moon podcast. This is one of your hosts, Hayden and with me as always is... <laughs> this is uh, we're waiting for uh, Jacob to say something, but he is uh, upset. But we also have a guest today, so everybody welcome...
2: Hey yo, I'm back, bitches!
1: Uh, thank it's you, Garrett. Garrett. Thank you. Yeah, thank <laughs> it's you. It's Garrett. Yeah, <laughs> thank you very much. Uh, I really would love for Jake to say something. <laughs> you know, but he's uh he's he's really upset right now. His uh, fantasy team's not doing so hot. He uh, it's been another Monday night, guys
0: i've gone i've gone into you guys have heard about it on the podcast each time it's happened i've gone into monday night four times this year needing something perfectly reasonable to happen today i needed my defense and my kicker to give me eight points that's fucking reasonable that's a reasonable request and yet and yet each time I've needed some each time I've prayed to God on Monday night to give me something I needed. It hasn't happened. And I've lost my less than five points every time, including tonight to Garrett, so fuck you, Garrett. I fucking hate you. You
1: need to ask yourself if you're being a true miscreant right now, Garrett, you piece of garbage. Look I what you, you did. Jake.
2: <laughs> I love you. I understand you're in pain, but We will get through this together.
0: (laughs) It also doesn't help that I got to watch one of my running backs break through for like a 62-yard touchdown and then tear his ACL like 15 minutes later. So Rough day. In the first half, I would have... mm. (laughs) Hayden, what are we talking about today? Uh,
1: Well, today we're going to (laughs) be talking about the House of the Dragon, the Game of Thrones series. Um... We're also gonna be talking about the Rings of Power, the Lord of the Rings series. But is there any news we want to talk about first?
0: No. The only news is that my will to live is missing. Well, uh, call email, email the podcast well, if you find it.
1: Um that being said, I do have some news. Miscreant
0: uh what was it Miscreant Records Pod at gmail.com. Indeed. It should be like it should be like small, grey, shriveled up, greasy
1: you'll you'll know it when you see it just uh, don't mistake
0: yeah, it for glove. No. they do come uh, it
1: similar it'll have
0: it'll have the same like general vibe that i have
1: so people have uh already started just immediately spoiling black adam um everywhere yeah So
0: i've heard it's bad so I've,
1: I've heard it's like it's aggressively okay <laughs>
2: That's why I've heard too. I've
0: heard it, I've heard it's real. I've heard it's I've real bad. I've also heard what happened in the mid-credit like,
2: scene,
1: and I'm like, bro, why? Just, just why?
0: What happens in the mid-credit do, scene? Do you really want to know? Ahead. It's Let's big. Let's spoil it for everybody. It's big.
1: Uh, spoilers to anybody? Like, skip like 20 seconds from now. Henry Cavill comes back as Superman. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so and cool,
0: I figured. Cool.
2: He comes you know? up to Black Adam, and he's like, "We need to have a talk." Uh, this is f- stupid.
1: End it. Get out of here. Warner Brothers, you made two movies and this is what you. Like, you made two movies to come out this year because you're out of money and this is what you give us. I haven't seen the other one. I also think it's. I
0: also think it's funny that that Dwayne Johnson is like, we hope you guys enjoy the movie that is phase one of the DC Universe. Yeah. And I'm like, (laughs) you want us to just forget about the, like, 15 movies you've already done or, uh,. You know what are we doing you, here? You know,
2: you know how bad it is right now for DC. They're talking about like, you know, we heard about all these cancellations and stuff like a month or two ago. And then there's rumors about not only is the new Flash movie still coming out, but they're reportedly working on a Flash 2 if the Flash movie does well. Oh
1: yeah, I saw that too. And and I saw I'm like,
2: that too. How? Why? What are you
1: Where, doing? Where did you get this money from? What? <laughs>
2: What they said is we we can't get Batgirl,
1: but we get this?
2: (laughs) Like, even with, like, just not even overall with DC. Just, like, money for the Flash. Like, how much money have y'all had to pay for Ezra Miller's piece of shit ass? Like, seriously.
0: Yeah, uh, I'd like to go on the record on the podcast once again. I know we said it a lot when it was happening, but Ezra Miller's a garbage person that needs to be put in jail. (laughs)
2: Fuck them. <laughs> like, fuck Ezra Miller. Fuck them.
0: Yeah. They... Not not great. Not 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 very cash money. Um, but anyway. The Ant-Man trailer uh, We don't want to... Did you watch it, Jake? I haven't seen it. No, I haven't yeah, seen looks it. Looks
1: fine. See what? <laughs> I don't know. I don't trust Marvel right now. Looks fine. The, the Ant-Man trailer.
2: Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm still pumped, but I think it, that's because of all the leaked trailers from comic-con
0: i i have little to no faith in marvel putting out anything good or anything better than like
2: eh. i don't know at this werewolf point by so. not, uh werewolves by night was werewolf by night yeah yeah
0: well yeah they they did their one good thing for like the next five years you know what i mean <laughs> i mean that's fair so i don't foresee them repeating and having another good thing come out especially so soon the other ant-man movies were pretty good like okay to good in that range yeah like like probably three star three and a half star movies just um mid (laughs) yeah. yeah but like this one yeah i'm not Like, Kang's back. Cool. Like, Kang was the best part of the Loki series, which I notoriously don't like. It's overrated. So, thank you. Um, (laughs) Chris seems like the
1: guy whose favorite show is Hawkeye.
2: (laughs) Honestly, if if you want my opinion, I think you can easily skip every single MCU show.
1: None of them have mattered yet.
2: None, None of them have mattered. I haven't watched all of them, so, you know... I haven't watched Miss Marvel or She-Hulk, but Mm -hmm. all all the ones I've seen, you could easily just skip them. So,
0: yeah, I've seen the first episode of She-Hulk, and I've seen the twerking thing like (laughs) fifty times. But other than that, I haven't watched any of She—like I haven't. That's the only thing I've skipped, and I kind of like skipping it. So maybe I'll just (laughs) skip every show from now on. Watch the
2: first episode, and that's it. (laughs) Yeah, the review in, and we're good.
0: (laughs) <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll have all of the like first the first thoughts, impressions yeah. reviews, but we won't have any <laughs> any full series or <laughs> reviews. We'll only save um, things we actually yeah. enjoy watching. <laughs> yeah, like uh, like what we're gonna talk about today. So we don't want a repeat of last week, which broke our record by like a minute and a half for <laughs> the longest episode we have done. We don't want to do that again. So let's get straight into it today. You're right. We want. To about um, what do you guys want to talk about first?
1: Rings of
2: Power. Yeah, let's do Rings of Power okay. since it came out. Maybe
1: because I have more to say about House of the Dragon.
0: but So the format for this episode, we're going to talk about each of them individually. And then since they're both like shows in the fantasy genre that do things completely differently, tell completely different stories, completely different tones, themes, visual styles, all of that, uh, and do them both, spoiler alert for my opinion, very well, uh, <laughs> we're going to talk about them Compared to one another at the end, so we're gonna go ahead and do full spoilers for everything, just because we don't really. Since we're talking about so much today, we don't really have the time to go through. So, you, if you if you don't care about spoilers or if you've seen the show, go ahead and listen. If you haven't, maybe go back, give it a watch, come back when you've seen them. But uh Garrett, as our special special little boy on this episode, um, and as a big Lord of the Rings fan, a big uh, J.R.R talk stan um how did you feel about the rings of power
2: so at the beginning of the year easily my most anticipated show and arguably it might have been like my most anticipated piece of like media just because like i've been waiting for, for something like this and i can say without doubt that it did not disappoint my expectations whatsoever and I I like in my expectations were I expect the cinematography visuals, even the music to be phenomenal, which I don't think anybody will argue with me on that. Like, I think all that was perfect, especially for uh, like a first season of something brand new like this. And I don't know.
0: Hayden, and I did get into an argument about how he thought the first episode looked bad. So uh, there was something I didn't
2: like. I'm pulling a Game of Thrones rider and just saying he has TV on the wrong settings. <laughs> but, <laughs> I don't
1: remember what it was. I, I know there was something I didn't like about the first episode of House of the Dragon. It was the way Caraxes
2: looked. That's fair. But. Um, I've grown accustomed to that. I know.
0: Well, he has a birth defect or whatever, so it was kind of fucked to be to make fun of him. He didn't, yeah.
1: like. He didn't look. His, his texture didn't look right to me. I think, like, when I saw him. Because the first shot of him that you see is, like, just of his neck and his head. <laughs> yeah. So it just didn't look right to me. Anyway.
2: Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then, I'm going to just say this now and probably won't mention it again because I don't want to give it the time or day. But, like, to all the people criticizing casting choices... <laughs> um, anything like that, uh, I hope you take the time to reevaluate your life because you're a piece of fucking shit. Um, plain and simple, like, there's no reason for half of the discourse I've seen on Reddit, Twitter, about the casting choices, like, oh, there's black elves. Okay, cool. It's fucking fantasy. Like, it does not fucking matter. <laughs> like, representation is important. And this, is, like, yeah, again, this is fantasy. There's elves who literally pl- jump around, bounce around on each other's swords to fight a snow troll, and you are going to be upset <laughs> that one of the main characters is an elf who happens to be portrayed by a black actor. Reevaluate <laughs> your standards in your life because you are fucking scum. Now, Back to things. I
0: think if we go, I think I think if you go back and listen to Here the was, episode we did about the first exact two episodes, same things were Yes, yeah, I things. said I said that exact same thing, but I think I like spaced it out to fifteen minutes of.
1: Like, oh, I could... just <laughs> berating like a fifteen
0: minute rant. It's I, just
2: like your yeah, yeah. Like parent getting onto their child. <laughs> it's not even that. Yeah. Like it's just me. Like it's like it's just like I'm trying to tell people like you are scum. You need to do something to fix it. It's not like I'm disappointed in you. Like you're just a tr- like piece of trash human being. But uh, I could spend a lot longer talking about that, but there's no point. I don't want to give it attention because that's just little dweebs singing in a corner in their parents' basement just like, "Oh, wing. Twitter fingers." But um <laughs> you know, I thought, you know, yeah. the the way the elves act together when they're in combat was great because you know they always do goofy stuff like that. I know there was some criticism of like when they did fight the snow troll in the first episode about how like it looked goofy. And I'm just like, why do you say that? Like
0: <laughs> But then you put it side by side, but with like Legolas was surfing on a shield and Don't shoot ever- it. And it's like
2: Never forget he literally took three arrows, pulled it back, shot into the head of an elephant, and then as the elephant's falling down dead, <laughs> he, he slides close- down the trunk. Yep. Like as if it's like a disc <laughs> movie. Like if you want to sit here and complain about that one, like, it's not even, a, like, a three-second clip. Like, it's literally, I think it was uh Galadriel just, like, I think she was the one that did it. It was, like, three seconds, and you're complaining about that? But, um, no, that, that's, that's...
0: I do wish we saw more of, like, the elves fighting, because... Oh, you- the fight choreography was cool. Yeah. We didn't see it much. Maybe we'll see like, it more in the future. I'm sure we will. I, I think I w- we was we mostly
1: will. seen with Arandir. Arandir, right? Yeah,
0: with him. Well, we saw him fighting solo, but like like we were talking about that, like that first uh, episode with Galadriel fighting with the other elves. Mm-hmm. Like that choreography was really nice. Yeah, we didn't see many elves fighting with other elves, so that kind of got lost later on in the series. Yeah, yeah
2: I think. I mean, as when we talk about like a first season goes, I think, especially for this show, I don't think you could do much better just because, um, you know, there's not going to be a huge fight at the end. Like this isn't like season two or three finale. Like this is the first season you're trying to set everything up. And I love the reveal of Sauron at the end. I thought that was done. Yeah, that incredibly was incredibly well.
1: That was unexpected until yeah. the last episode for me. Like I felt like it, like that's when they like they started to reveal the small pieces, and I I picked up on it before like they just did the main reveal. I with Galadriel, they
0: had me, they had me real suspicious of him, mm-hmm. and then they just kind of lulled me into a false sense of yep. security, like no, actually yep. this guy's all right or whatever. <laughs> but then out of like at the end, out of nowhere, Galadriel gets suspicious again. I I don't even remember the reason why. But she just gets real sus. It was because he did something that was
1: that wasn't normal. Like he wanted a. What did he do?
2: I thought it was because in the last episode that he was talking to. um, What's his name? Oh, let me. The
0: the blacksmith guy.
2: Celebrimbor. Sorry, I'm terrible at these names. Celebrimbor. About like how to forge the Mithril and i think oh, know, it was and, it. He said, and he said he said the, the same
0: thing that the first orc said right yes. mm-hmm. and he used the same like turn of phrase and
2: that uh celebrimbor like repeated it to gladriel and she was like yeah where did you hear that i think that's what made her suspicious but yeah. for me i think yeah. what i started suspecting it i can't remember if it was uh, episode 6 or 7 but it's when they have Aldar, um, Adar and uh, captivity. And Halbrand like approaches him or tries to kill him. And he's like, you know what you did. Because Adar did beat Sauron. And yeah. he didn't recognize him. I mean, he didn't have his getup. And like that's why he was so confused about it. And I was just like, you know, I feel like he would know who he was. If Halbrand is like talking about like how he was screwed over or like how bad he was
0: affected by him. I think he might have like changed his appearance or disguised himself in some way as well.
2: Yeah, I mean, with-
0: because he said that he's 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 essentially immortal and has been around forever. Yeah, you know, so I think he probably changed his appearance in some and, way. And
2: I mean, I could I'll, I think like I think one thing too is like his appearance is that stereotypical Sauron appearance where it's like the black cloaks, the black mask with the, like the spikes at the top. I think that's how yeah. Adar knew who like recognized him like. Sauron and I think that's why but that whole conversation I'm like something's like suspicious and then season eight I mean episode eight uh just you know it ended up revealing that and I uh I love how they did they also
0: had the big fake out that really like threw me off for a minute. Cause- Whatever the old wizard guy that falls out of the sky that we talked about... Yeah. <laughs> I remember people were theorizing, like, is this Gandalf? And I was like, that's not Gandalf, but okay. <laughs> and stuff like that. Um, it's revealed that he is Sarwan. And... It, they had me for a second. Because I was like, okay, so they're going to take him back to this place... And he's gonna get his memories back, but then he starts fighting for them and trying to save the the um, Harfoots. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that's so weird to paint this guy as a good character, and then to make him be like the big villain. Maybe, maybe in like a Game of Thrones style show, but I doubt <laughs> they do this in Lord of the Rings. So I was like, this is probably a fake out, mm-hmm. and it it was. Um, I excuse me. And at the end, yeah, it turns out that um, he's his name is Wizard. Yeah, <laughs> which is cool, I guess.
2: I, I would not be surprised if they do end up making that str- the stranger turn into Gandalf. He honestly no because he does something this- about
1: him. Looks, you see him from one point of view. I think it's from uh from the front. He looks like. Christopher Lee, but then if you see him from the side, he looks like, um, oh, what's his name? Ian. Sir Ian McKellen. Ian McKellen? Yeah. McKellen. Which is, I, like, I noticed that while watching that. He, it, it's like a, it's, he looks like him slightly. Like, especially face on, like, I was like, you know, he actively looks like Christopher Lee from yeah. the, from the front. I think. I think it's
0: just, I think it's just an old white guy with, like, long gray hair yeah, and a beard. I think
1: so, too. Like, it, I think it's just a, <laughs> I
0: think that's. I think that's what it boils down to. Like, I I don't think that they're going to have Gandalf be the first wizard. No. Of the Third Age. Like, this is essentially. We're transitioning from the second to the third age here. I think. uh, I don't think Gandalf is going to be the first wizard in that transition. I'll agree
2: with that. Like, I don't think he's. I don't think. I'm trying to remember from all the lore and stuff. Like, Gandalf does show up somewhere at the very beginning of the Third Age. But I don't think he's the first wizard, or I don't think he appears this early. I, the only reason I think they could be hinting that it is Gandalf is just because he ends the episode saying, always follow your nose. And I don't know if that's just something like I think he's like a Istarian wizard, and I don't know if that's something they just say, but that is something like Gandalf always said in the book and movie, so I don't know if they're hinting at that, or if that's just like a fan service type deal but
0: I think at the end of the day he's going to be Saruman
2: I think that would be a pretty cool twist that he is
0: that makes more sense to me because if he's the first one if he's going to be anybody from the actual books or movies I think it's going to be him because uh, excuse me again that it would make sense for this first one to lead the order. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So whenever we pick up in Lord of the Rings, Saruman is the leader. So yeah, that makes sense to me.
2: Um, try to think I have. Oh yeah. One last thing before I hand it off to somebody about my overall thoughts about it. Uh, I, as everybody knows from the last episode, you know, Hey and I just binge watched Game of Thrones finally, and got out of the way, and we've been keeping up with House of the Dragon, and you know I love fantasy. Fantasy is probably top three favorite genres of anything for me, and I like House of Dragon. Let me yes. guess:
0: uh, number one horror, number two um, anime, number three fantasy. No.
2: So, one and two is either <laughs> horror or sci-fi. It depends on the day. But anime is probably tough. It's probably five. And that's just...
0: I don't know, man. Your neck your neck beard just screams anime. And that katana that you have mounted on the wall behind you.
2: <laughs> Wait.
0: And is that a body pillow I see on your bed Whoa, back there? Oh,
2: I thought I blurred that out. That's my bad. <laughs> Ooh, woo. Uh. <laughs> um, but, you know, binging... Game of Thrones, like, seeing all the collusion, backstabbing, snake behavior, like, it's a good, because, like, I really liked it because it's something different from the fantasy I've grown up with, which is more Lord of the Rings, and it was a great change, but I also like how with this show, we're bringing back Lord of the Rings-style fantasy, so now it's like, how do I say it, like, now it's just, like, you have two different types of fantasy going on. I mean, we're going to talk about this, like, when we compare more. but
0: Yeah, I, yeah, that's, that's kind of what I wanted to spend yeah. to the end of the episode but talking about. yeah, I on. just, like,
2: I like the new freshness. I like how, like, it's not the same shit over and over. It's just refreshing, you know? So, but, yeah, overall, I love it. It's probably my favorite show of the year so far. But I mean, we still got.
0: Yeah, man these these t- these two are close. It's very for me. close.
2: These two boys, uh, even Stranger Things season four, like those four shows. Yeah, it's hard for me to decide. But this one, I might lean into it. But we still have a lot of time left in the
0: year, so. I don't foresee any other show coming out that could top either of these shows for me this year. Um, we'll talk about that more at the end, though. So uh, yeah, for me though the. The visuals in this show were amazing, and if you listen to this podcast, you know that that is something that I think is very important in movies and TV, but really, the, um, the lack of quality has been very apparent in TV the past couple of years, and there have been some good-looking shows, but I think this is the first truly you know, amazing-looking show with money put behind it. That I've seen in years. That is... It's it's truly... I can't think of a bad shot. Like, I, I can't think of a moment where I looked and I'm... I can't really pick out anything that looks wrong or that I don't like. Um. I know that Hayden mentioned the troll in the first episode. Even that didn't bother me. I think the lighting helped and, like, the the movement in the scene helped. Um, but, yeah, it... it it, it all looked great. The score was amazing. It just, it felt like a big budget movie um, stretched out over over eight, eight episodes. But, you know, story-wise, it was structured like a TV show, which was very good. That's another thing that we've talked about that I didn't like in these shows was that in, in other shows that have come out lately, namely like the The Marvel ones and even to a lesser extent, the Star Wars ones is that they have felt more like eight hour long movies than they have TV shows. So you'll get each episode and they're not structured like TV episodes. They're structured like you smoosh them together and it's like a three or a five act movie uh, storyline. So you have the, you have the setup in the first couple episodes. You have. You know, the the second act, you know, in like the, probably the third, fourth, fifth, sixth episode. And then usually around seven or eight, you get the climax. Um, and the the rest of the third act. So, with this, with the overarching story, you definitely get that. Which is a sign of a good TV show, is that in an overarching story, they can have that, you know, multiple act uh story plot that they're saying but each episode had its own self-contained story that had a start middle and an end um which is something that we're seeing less and less in tv which is really troublesome because it's it it really feels like there's a lot of a lot of fat left on that could easily be chopped out in most tv shows but with this is there's there's nothing that i would take out none of it felt wasted It all felt, if it wasn't contributing to the main overarching story, which most of it was, it was at least contributing in the fact that it was making it, completing the story of the episode. Um, yeah, so it looked amazing. The story was laid out really well. Um, the action was good. We didn't get as much over-the-top action as I would like. You know, that heightened fantasy action, um... Like, n- not a lot of magic, not a lot of, you know, crazy elf fights, but we will see that later on down the road because at the end of this, things really start to kick off um, and lead towards uh, bigger things. Similar to how House of the Dragons end is, you know, while this season might not have had many big epic scale battles or anything, it, it does kind of point to the fact that those things are coming. And we'll see them at some point in the future. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, just the last thing that I really liked about this is the the, the character work. Um, they really give you a lot of moments with these characters and them interacting. Uh, namely with um, Elrond and... Uh, well, what's the dwarf's name? Uh... I'm blanking on that. Starts with the T, doesn't it? I don't think it's. Uh, let me look this up because I want to get it right. I
1: had the cast pulled up a minute ago, looking at it. The
0: name. And now no I feel like crap. Behind. Let's see here. Uh. For... Duren. uh Durin. 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 Yep. Yeah. yeah. I- Duran. Duran. The fourth. Um, the-, the moments between them. It that we talked about it early on. And that relationship really continues. Um, That Galadriel's relationship with Halbrand, Erendir and Bronwyn, like those relationships, really carry the show. You get a lot of meaningful moments between them, and it makes the world feel feel very real. Um, It 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 feels very the the relationship with the Harfoots more of as a unit than seeing them you know work together, and they have that internal struggle of whether or not to leave the family behind and then the wizard helps them out and things like that it's <clears throat> that that storyline is is really good and then that ending whatever uh what is his name let's see here Havelbrand uh Sadic
1: Sadic are we still talking whenever
0: about the, you uh... the the Harfoots, yeah. yeah whenever they get to the end and he kind of has that the whole time he's been very cautious and Eventually he goes and helps the the wizard out, and eventually pays the price for it. That moment where they, where he's kind of content, yeah, and sits there and watch the, watches the sunrise, and they sit there with him. That feels very earned, and that was very emo. That was a very emotional moment because they've had their disagreements and their troubles along the way. Mm-hmm. Sadak almost left um, the people he was with behind because of their relationship with the wizard and the injury to her father's foot, but. They all came together for that common cause of saving the wizard in the end. And, you know, he, he gave up his life for it, but he was okay with it, you know, because of the way... We, we've picked up on it before, the way that they see death and that they see um, what happens to them, how he's just going to go join. Uh, I think it was his wife that he was referring to. And, and um, you know, tra- like travel with her. That that was um, felt very earned. Um, that betrayal that Galadriel has when she finds out that um, she's actually been working and helping Sauron this whole time, the person who she was, you know, working so hard to fight and to kill, um, felt very earned. It felt so earned that even though we know it doesn't happen, whenever he's ki- whenever Sauron's kind of offering her that deal that they could rule together and everything, um, because we know that The power tempts her. It tempts her in Lord of the Rings as well. Um, You know, because of all the moments they've had and that relationship that we've seen grow between the two of them throughout the show, there's a moment where it it almost convinces you that she might take the deal Mm -hmm. and go off with him and work together with him. I mean, obviously that doesn't happen, but um, yeah, just those moments. And then the entire storyline between Doran and Elrond, um, that... Elrond really comes to learn that, yes, he's going to live thousands of years and, you know, 50 years might mean nothing to him, but to Durin, that's a lifetime. Mm -hmm. So he really learns that and appreciates it and goes out of his way to maintain that relationship. And even though there is an ulterior motive that Elrond wasn't aware of, um, the relationship that he rekindled with Durin... Helps uh, to eventually save the save the elves mm. and lead to us getting the titular rings of power uh, that we get at the end. So yeah, no, th- those those are some real high points for me. I can't think of many negatives right now. The only negative that I can think of really is that we have to wait like two years to get more of this show, which is upsetting.
1: And every good show, basically.
2: Yep.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. All right, Hayden. What do you have? Um, I was
1: uh, my biggest comment. You've already addressed. You were talking about they they somebody finally did the thing where they made a TV show look like a movie and still be a TV show. <laughs> like it was. Oh yeah. There, there's. I don't think there's ever been a more cinematic TV show than this one. Just on a grand scale of I'm, things, oh. because you you see all these. It's it's like seeing the cinematics of Lord of the Rings again, but like you're seeing different places you've never seen before.
0: So I'm sure there have been some that come close. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe some that have come out on HBO or like premium cable channels like that mm-hmm. because they have the budget. Mm-hmm. But out of all the ones that I've seen, it might be recency bias, but this one is definitely the the best one that i can remember seeing
1: and i i, I want to say this now like in comparison but like because it doesn't it doesn't apply to what we've seen from house of the dragon but like the grand scale that we saw of like the red keep and king's landing is nothing compared to what was i don't i don't remember the the name of the the country they, or the port city they landed in after they like oh, were caught man. by um, um the the captain
0: yeah, Numenor. yeah. Uh, Lumin- Numenor, yeah.
1: Yeah. That's Numenor. it. Numenor. Like, just that place just... It's a fantasy world, and I feel like it's just two different approaches, because this is just, like, all in. They're all in on things, like, this, this is a society and a city that would have never existed for us, I don't think. So...
0: I think I mean in a lot of ways you can compare this to like Athens, Greece. Yeah, but though, like mm-hmm. not as based built what onto what we see like in probably
1: it. like a cliffside like end into the cliffside though. You know, I feel like that would have taken a lot. Like that. Oh, I, I thought, thought you meant that. just like the. I but thought like the you meant like scale. yes, from the what we socii- can imagine, the like,
0: society like, and know, everything. The, yeah. The way things were ran and stuff like that. Yeah, but you know, architecturally, um, maybe not so much.
1: Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, the, it's, um, the, I think the last thing I really wanted to comment on, like it was, was the, oh, Aaron was that his name? The, the, the elf. The elf? I, yeah. I think his, the, like the choreography for all of the fights I thought were good, but I think especially his, like his solo fighting, whether it was like in the pits when he was a slave, just like, or when he was like actually fighting out like with other people, you know, like, mm-hmm. I liked to see the improvisation. I liked to see the, him using his surroundings because he has heightened senses compared to like everything else he's fighting because he's enough. Oh yeah. And I th- I think they did a great yeah. job a- of expressing that as to like just blowing by it, you know, like the fact I feel like those were the first sets of where like they were really laying the seeds. Like this is how they feel when a fight is going on.
0: Yeah. And out of everyone in the show that we see fight, we see him fight the most. Yeah. I think as we move forward and we see more of the elves actually fight, because outside of you know the first episode, other than that training sequence and then the last two episodes, we didn't see much of Galadriel actually fighting. Mm-hmm. I do think as we go on, we'll see more elves fight. We'll see more of that. Mm-hmm. But yeah, they did his uh, fight choreography and like the scripting of his fights really, really well.
1: Mm-hmm. But I, that, that was, those were the two main things I wanted to touch on. I just wanted to really hit hard like on the fact that this looks like a movie and it's still a TV show.
0: <laughs> yeah it's got a huge budget behind it and it it, it really shows it. it doesn't doesn't fall short of expectations. This is something that this is the, the the highest expectations I had out of a TV show and it was basically tied for what I had the highest expectations out of every uh, every piece of media that's coming out this year. And it really lived up to it. It's it was amazing. Um, but before we move into House of the Dragon, is there anything else Rings of Power related we want to touch on? Um,
2: I do have one more thing. I think okay. that everybody at any of these um, streaming services, premium channels, whatever, uh, if you if you are struggling to make a TV show feel real. And make it feel like a true universe. Like I know you, y'all have done an episode recently talking about that. Watch this fucking oh, yeah. show once, oh, yeah, one season, sure. and like, and it's not just the cinematography that makes it feel like that. That does play a big role in it, but just the acting and the story makes you invested. Like what you said about um the Harfoot leader, like. That was a very sad moment and like we he might have been in twenty two minutes max out of the entire first season.
0: But yet Oh yeah, he was he was very limited, but he made them they made the most of whenever he was on screen. mm -hmm. I agree with that wholeheartedly. Like that like this show
2: did something that the uh, Hobbit trilogy couldn't do, which is replicate what Lord of the Rings did so successfully about creating this universe. And th- I think a lot of these companies and productions uh, production companies can learn from is how to make your shows better by just, I'm not gonna say copy, but just learn from this because
0: yeah, yeah,
2: this was absolutely phenomenal. Like I was invested in every little storyline, everything. like nothing, nothing bored me at all. like I was just, on invested beautiful universe. Like it felt very real. Like I felt like this is where what our ancestors yeah. really did, which is not, but still.
0: Well, <laughs> that's did funny you, because did you know? I, I'm sure you know this, but Hayden might not. Um, J.R.R. Tol- Tolkien actually wrote the Lord of the Rings as like the history of the world we currently live in. Mm-hmm. So. According to how he mapped it out, we're currently in like the 17th or the 18th age. And, um, really, I mean, like, obviously it's not true. But the way that he laid it out, I I read through it one day, like how he described each of the ages, and it was really interesting. I I thought it was, you know, I thought it was a good, you know, a good basis for the story that he was trying to tell. And I feel like it really works. Mm-hmm. um in in that you know in the world of lord of the rings you could conceivably see especially once you get into some of the unreleased stuff that he has about the fourth age and how things would have turned out later on down the track uh once you know the elves all left to the um i forget the name like the undying lands the dwarves like built deep into the mines and were never seen again uh the hobbits all died out <laughs> Yeah, you know things like that, uh, you know, and man eventually just ruled the world by themselves. You can see it developing into the world we have today. So I, I think that's really interesting. Yeah, it's, Garrett. I do like. Oh, go ahead.
2: I, I was gonna say about the Hobbit thing. I you, I don't know if either one of you know this, but in the evolutionary line of like Homo sapiens, where we see like Homo Neanderthals, well homo neanderthalus or whatever and a whole bunch of different types of homo species there is actually one that they call the hobbit species where it, no, I'm being dead serious you, I forgot the name of it of the name of the subspecies of uh, the homo family but when we talked about it in our evolutionary class this uh, last fall it was very interesting and yeah. they only know about it because they found pre. I think for the most part it was like a ninety percent of a whole skeleton of it, and it was like somewhere in the like the Pacific Island region. Yeah. So
0: maybe 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 J.R.R. Tolkien was right. Maybe,
2: maybe this is all true.
0: <laughs> yeah. Where's the
2: island with all the elves? Um.
0: a good question.
2: Well, they probably... That's the Bermuda Triangle, baby. I mean, the world is flat, so they might have just sailed off there, so... okay. Yeah. Fair enough.
0: Before we get into House of the Dragon, I do quickly want to say I really like the comparison that you made, Garrett, to the Hobbit trilogy. How the character work in this and Lord of the Rings is really a step above. The Hobbit trilogy had um, 13 uh, dwarves in it. And instead of taking advantage of that and giving them all distinct personalities and making them all unique and giving them character moments individually to work on really by the end of it there's only like three that matter or four maybe five that matter the rest just kind of fall by the wayside and uh, other things are the main focus of the movies um and i think that that is always been something that i've seen as detrimental to the hobbit trilogy and something that you know that the, that trilogy of movies doesn't have that The Lord of the Rings and thus far this show really has has lent into. But uh, just to keep us on track here, uh, let's get into House of the Dragon. Another uh, similar genre of show. We've talked about it a lot recently. We've talked about Game of Thrones a lot recently and how that uh, has impacted the fantasy genre. Um, but yeah, the show's over and God, I really want more of it. I'm really frustrated that there's not more of it out right now
2: dude like i'm a big fan of you know not i think you are too where it's like i don't want everything to end in a huge battle or huge like everything you know something of that standard but
0: i think this season ended perfectly i think
2: i think it did but i'm like you i just wanted more like i wanted to see more after uh i forgot the name of the dragon but where amon killed luke yeah, like I wanted to see. I yeah. wish there was like twenty more minutes. Vagar and well, no, well, that, well, I, well that,
0: that, I think I think wasn't Vagar the small one? No, is the big one, or like or like Varaxes or something. Yeah, is a Varaxes is the small. Varaxes? No,
1: I, th- I thought a Varaxes was was I, I'm I not know. gonna
0: remember dragon names. It doesn't matter. Hold on, I anyway, right yeah, it's... the 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 sign of a the sign of a good show though. Is that the season ends and you're like, damn, I want more of this right now, yeah. but you have to wait for it. So like, I th- I don't think that they need the show anymore. I think they ended on the perfect note, but damn, it's just like, I need more of this right now. Like, can y'all please <laughs> you know what I mean? make
2: this 11, 12 episode seasons from now on? You know, of course there's like,
0: I don't even, I don't even think that, like, I don't think we need, like, I'm not saying the season should be longer. I just want another season right now. Yeah. But really, like, I'll talk about this more when we're comparing the show. But God, the show ends episodes well, and it end, and it ended the It really set that up at the end of the season. Yes, uh, I wanna I want to save that more for when we compare the two shows, though. Mm. But I guess um, we'll take this one in the opposite order. So, Hayden, if you want to go through uh, House of the Dragon,
1: yeah. Um, so, like the the question everybody's like been asking all over like twitter and stuff is like would you rather watch or like which one's not would you rather watch but which one's better is game of thrones season one or house of the dragon season one and i don't want to compare them um
0: they're doing they're doing very different things i agree like
1: this is this whole season is meant to set up the actual dance of the dragons and a lot of people don't like that a lot of people didn't like the age jumps a lot of them are kind of weird with some of the actors staying the same and not having any like aging done to them.
0: Yeah, uh, but I, I didn't really mind any of that, honestly. Yeah, I, I don't really care
1: for it now, but it's it, it's I, the only thing I can really say is that like I, I was hooked on it, just like I was hooked on Game of the Thrones. Like it's it's Game of Thrones, not the Thrones, but. Um, I think it's great. I think they're just doing... They're doing what Game of Thrones did well. They're building their universe right... They're building their, their cinematic universe right now for the age that they're going to show. Like, the, the period of time. Which, that's yeah. why this whole season happened. And I think they did a great job of that. And even... Uh, George R.R. R. Martin came out and said... Uh, Patty... Uh, Patty Const... Cons- uh, Constantine or something Constantine Constantine, Constantine yeah
0: he, uh, he 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 played Viserys in the show King He the said teams. he
1: played him better than he, like George R Mar- or George R. R Martin could have like ever wrote, written him So I Yeah I, oh my god I think that's just goes to shock by
0: me. far the best actor in the show Absolutely I completely Oh my agree. god
1: And uh, he I was he I was shocked
0: week after week I was shocked week after week when he kept being alive <laughs>
1: But you were like, yes.
0: But every week, I was like, this guy is such a great character. He refuses character. And
1: like, to die, and I love
0: it. <laughs> even, even in the last episode, he was in episode eight, whenever he could like, barely function. He still stole the show. He came like,
1: out there and said, this is my house, my family, <laughs> none of you matter. <laughs> and
0: Yeah, it's like, he's amazing. I'm I'm upset that we're not going to see more of him in the future. Yeah, I agree. But wow, he's amazing. Before we move too far forward, I I do think, at the end of the day, I would rather have Game of Thrones season one over this. Um, if I had to pick one,
1: I think so too. Just
0: because Game of Thrones was the first one to do it, it opened up this whole subgenre, and also the fact just where. Where you get dropped into Game of Thrones is a very different spot. And I feel like at its core is a more compelling story. Mm -hmm. Um, And a more interesting story because there's so many... You get dropped in and plans are already in motion. Mm -hmm. You're not watching plans get set up. You're watching someone who's forced out of their comfort zone to go be the Hand of the King and having to pick up the pieces is all these plans, vying for the throne or getting thrown together. And this is more of a slow burn. Uh, you know, it, it's it's enthralling and it keeps you engaged, but plans are taking longer to develop, you know, nothing and and it's all kind of centered around one person's death. And it's still still at the end of the day about succession. Mm. Whereas the other one is about people vying for power and trying to take it away Outside of that line of succession, which I feel like is, is a more interesting story.
1: Yep, I agree.
0: But yeah, so carry on with uh, with your, your thoughts. Um,
1: I I think they, I think overall the casting was top notch. I, I don't know if I've, I don't know if I said that when we've talked about it before, but like everybody, even like especially the the act uh, the the person that plays uh, Rhaenyra don't know their name yeah um but the last episode man like insane like you could you're watching the scene but you can read everything that's going on in her head i think through like just her facial expressions and i think that was great i think oh yeah all of the actors were great i think otto hightower's actor was amazing as well
0: Oh man, I liked him at the start, but man, you yeah. really learn to hate him real quick. Yep. And he does a he does a great job at what he's meant to do. And he if, uh, if that he, he that that, like, that actor
1: suddenly he he feels like the same person.
0: Yeah, that actor. He's, he's pretty, he doesn't get a ton of screen time. I'm
1: pretty sure he's that not
0: quite famous, on he? he's not quite on Patty's level. But every time he's in a scene, he makes the most of it, and. Once you see the plans that he's cooking up, you quickly, like, at first he seems very well-meaning and stuff, mm-hmm. but then, you know, around it, it even in the first, uh, was it the first or second episode, I don't remember, where he's essentially like, hey, daughter, yeah go and comfort the king so you can, like, get in there and get him to marry he, he you. He tells like, her that to do it in the first once,
1: episode, but, like, it doesn't take off, I think, until the second one. Yeah.
0: Comforts. Yeah, she starts doing it in the first one. She goes and converts him, but then in the second one, we see that it's continued for a while. Once that happens, you're kind of like, "Oh, so he's he is acting like he means well, but in reality, Damon was right. You know, he is vying for more power, mm-hmm. and he conveys that really well the whole series. And then he becomes more open with it at the end. Um, and he he continues to do a great job. That actor was great. Yeah. And yeah, like you said about the actress who plays Renira, both the young and the older actress, same with Allison. That's why I think I don't mind those major cast changes mm-hmm. uh, because they both do such a great job and they both keep me invested in the character. Yeah. Where, like, the casting, they look similar enough to, you know, they, got, they cast the older versions first because they're going to use them for multiple seasons. Mm-hmm. They went back and cast younger uh, actors and actresses that... Looked similar enough and could also, you know, have similar similar mannerisms and stuff. You want to know what but, I just learned?
1: Um, the, what's that? The actor that played uh, Otto Hightower, you want to know where we've seen him before? Where? We reviewed it for the podcast. He's probably the best character in that movie.
0: Um, <laughs> it wasn't the Snyder Cut, was he's, it?
1: Uh, he's Rasputin in the Kingsman.
2: <laughs> oh,
0: Really? Yes. Oh man. Yes. I, I've never seen. That's awesome. Shows,
1: so. You have to see.
0: That. That's awesome.
1: He, that character steals the show.
0: <laughs> you have to watch The King's Man for the Hitler post-credit scene alone.
2: I, I, yeah. Best
0: <laughs> post-credit scene in all of cinema. You know,
2: I, I, I don't know how <laughs> okay. I feel about building a cinematic universe <laughs> with a post-credit scene of Hitler. You know. I <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how to- That was the
0: wildest post credit scene I've ever seen. I being- we talked about it a lot on that podcast episode, but being in the theater and having them talk to having them talk to Lenin was Thanos. weird enough. <laughs> but then having him be like, and while you're and having like the the big bad <laughs> of the series be like, and Lenin, while you run things from the left, we need someone to balance you out on the right. And then Hitler pops up. Fucking wild. <laughs> I need to see this. Wildest thing. Bro, you know, and I live in the South. People were like clapping and cheering whenever he came on screen. Bro, uh weirdest You saw weirdest, that in the weirdest theory? movie you pre-
1: forgot,
2: bro.
0: Weirdest movie premiere I've ever been to.
2: It's like I don't know what's worse. They'll try to do that with Hitler and people clapping or like all these girls on TikTok trying to make a cinematic universe of like hot actors playing serial killers.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like they're like
2: yeah. Let's, dream, let, let, let's do this dreamcast of this person as Charles Manson and this one as Ed Jean. I'm like, do you fucking hear yourself? They're not building a cinematic universe of serial killers. But hey, they might. I mean, they're doing it with Hitler, so they they, they yeah. might do it.
0: I feel like Hayden could play Charles Manson. Look at him. Probably. Mm.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can see it. He, he is pretty uh, gaslighty. To, you know hey it doesn't do anything yeah. he'll just what? gaslight everybody yeah that that
0: i think hayden, gaslighting is gas... not
1: real it's just in your head
0: hayden <laughs> hayden likes to deny it and hayden likes to no, gaslight no, no, people no. no, no, and no. i think i gaslight people we have cotton
1: proof on this podcast you're the gaslighter bro. bro every <laughs> time on. i listen all you're I
0: gaslighting hear... me right now no i'm
2: not we have proof it's <laughs>
1: in the media
2: i'll every time i Anyways. listen to this i just feel bad for jake because i'm like just Jake just is getting gaslit, and he he knows it, but he can't stop. it. I know it. it. He, you can't stop it. It's just that good.
0: I feel like I feel like at this point the listeners know too. I feel like they're <laughs> okay. on my side. When it
2: comes to gaslight, Haynes does not miss. That I feel like we've done enough. Miss. Like
1: I feel like we've done enough polls on Twitter to show that the audience is not on your side. <laughs> Anyways, back to House of the Dragon. I thought all the dragons looked sick, and I liked seeing different, like, looks for them. Talk about gaslight. I, I thought you...
0: I thought you hated the I, dragons. I, I thought le- you thought that it one was looked Caraxes goofy as hell. That I
1: thought looked goofy as hell, right? But go- he looks fine now. I, I understand it's a birth defect, and, like, he is the only he's one... Got like
0: the, that he's around. got that long-ass neck going around, like... Mm-hmm.
2: Out here looking like a damn... I know this
0: is an audio... <laughs> I know this is an audio medium, but I just, like, mimed what... Caraxes looks like when he's out there every time he comes on screen he does that little move like he comes like over over a cliff or something and he goes this is, like his first go to thing everybody's got badass saw- dragons like- and
2: here's Damon out here with a fucking sw- giant swan without feathers
0: well Damon has a more badass dragon oh, yeah. no, he now he has went the, like
2: the, uh, big I'm pre- boy I'm
0: pretty
1: sure that's just like the princess's dragon the one that Married Aegon?
0: No, that was
2: not it? I don't think. This so No, Ram- that was a wild one. Vermithor, Underneath it was one of the wild. Field?
0: It was Vermithor. It was one of the wild ones from Dragonstone. Yeah, it's that he w- he w- he was going to try to like bring over to their side. Dude was a absolute yeah. fucking unit.
1: Who was gonna try to Aegon was?
0: Yeah, no, uh, Damon was.
1: Oh, wait.
0: Remember in the in the finale he went underground and he sang the the little song to that big ass dragon? Yeah. Yeah. That was one of the wild ones that he was going to tame.
1: Well, yeah, I'm talking about the one under the dragon pit.
0: The one under the That's the, the one dragon, I was thinking of. He,
1: that when uh, uh, Rainies flew out in episode 9. That's a different. Like yeah, no, that
0: was the, Rainy. Yeah. So yeah. It's yeah, the same yeah that was her That was her dragon.
1: That was Rainie's dragon. That was uh, why was it Oh, that's just where they keep it. Cream, yeah, they kept
0: it there, and then she was, and then, yeah, she was escaping but with Vermithor the dragon.
2: is just one of those big old boys in the cave. Yeah. He's just a monster wild dragon that...
0: Like I said, I, I don't know their names.
2: That's not... not a I just it's know it's that... Vermithor. I don't think... He was the... That's gonna end He up was being the his.
1: dragon for Jaehaerys Targaryen. Jaehaerys the yeah. first. So that was like a couple kings back, a few kings back. hmm
0: Okay. Well, maybe then. Maybe this isn't one of the wild ones. He's bronze in color with it's, tan
1: it, wings. Yeah, hundred years. Then, old. May,
0: yeah. Then, then maybe it's just it's not one of the wild ones that they talked about getting. It's just one of the ones that doesn't have a new rider yet.
2: Yeah, because okay, I, when I've looked into like the lore and stuff, that's not the dragon that he ends up using.
0: I I don't want to hear it. I I I. Are we talking I, about Damon? Yeah.
2: Hey, it's a dragon. Well, hey, he's already got, well.
1: You can't. <clears throat> dragons won't bond with somebody that hasn't um, a dragon
2: already. Yeah. So, correct. Garrett, Jesus I know you've read
0: the lore or whatever, but I made a point to not read this story.
2: Well, I know that, but like, i a dragon name that you're going to forget.
0: I don't know, I would man. Have loved you to telling, see... Well, no, it's in the show. You, you, I want to telling me.
1: Fire. That... I want to see some yeah. fire. It's Aegon's dragon. It's like I saw it. The only one I, reason I want to see it is because. In the books, it's quoted as the most beautiful dragon like ever seen. Which dragon? Yeah. Sunfire,
2: Aegon. Yeah. I, I'm pretty pumped to so. see Sunfire whatever season's down the road. I'm still waiting to the day. I think we'll
0: probably see it next season. I think so. For sure.
2: I want to see Baloran, the Black Dread. That'll have to be in a, a flashback, which I, I don't know. think will
1: happen for this, though.
2: I, I thought we would get it for House of Dragon, but we ended up just not. Yeah. We still got the skull, which I can't be that mad, but also... I mean, we,
1: we might see it in something in the future.
2: Yeah. We don't know. I yeah. don't know what they're planning. I think Balorin was the... Wasn't he the largest dragon out of all the dragons?
0: That's the one that Aegon yes. came over and conquered on... the
2: Dread, yep. Because they the, yeah. got the name Black Dread from when he would spread out his wings. It would cover the entire sun and make everything look as if it was night time and
1: Viserys was his last yeah. rider and he only rode him once yep and you'll yeah. get another dragon after
0: <laughs> yeah
1: he just he he was the peaceful good for him i liked he, the
0: series dude,
2: I pay The he's gutters, the guy.
0: like he's the he's the only good king we've ever seen in like a game of thrones property
2: he really is king in the north
0: like
1: I, I'm well, you meant like an actual sure. king to sit the throne,
0: yeah. I meant like the king of the seven kingdoms. Yeah, yeah. Like, I would say, well, even then, like, Rob was a bad king in the north because w- for those for some reasons that we talked about last week, mm-hmm. um, that he just like made some immature decisions.
1: John was okay. like, from John didn't from the start. north's
0: perspective, well, yeah, John was a bad king in the north because he gave up the kingdom within yeah. in like, the north, a few like, weeks. but he but he had to, so, like, you know. The only person that I think maybe comes close to Viserys that we've seen so far is Tommen. But the issue was that, like, Tommen's mom had so much control over him. And she, like, let the Faith Militant take control of the city. So, like, mm-hmm. he didn't even really get a, cr- a crack at it.
2: You, exactly. <laughs> you know who's the closest the to the that we've seen? Who? King
1: I'm glad he's dead.
0: D- uh, yeah, yeah. King Joffrey is the closest to Viserys the Peaceful. Yes. All right. Now now, who's gaslighting?
1: King Joffrey killed a man he swore to send to the wall.
2: To be honest, I wish that episode, what was it? Season four, episode two where Joffrey dies. I wish the entire hour was just him choking. Like it, it, I really thought <laughs> Every was the once in a while, he'll zoom in and zoom
0: out of his face. I remember you talking about that for a while. Garrett, I really and really thought it was he funny was, was the one that
1: jumped out of the window, but it's his brother. Yeah, had... yeah I
0: really thought that it was, was hilarious. Was like cause... he
1: deserves to just kill himself,
0: bro. He... Because <laughs> because when we talked about it, you were like you were like oh yeah, and I, when does Joffrey jump out the window? And I was like, what season are you on? And you're like, oh, I'm about to start season four, episode two. And I was like. I'm going to stay on the call while you watch that. <laughs> because, yeah, no, you,
2: I, that was a huge miss, Hayden. Well, I knew he died.
1: Well, I just thought he was yeah, the one that jumped out the window. I didn't know he had a little brother until, like, I started watching the show.
2: Yeah, they didn't really yeah. show the younger They siblings. didn't show
1: him or Marcellus, like, at all, basically. Well, Marcellus
2: Until they were relevant. In, uh. Yeah. Whatever it's called. Dorne. Dorne. Yeah, Dorne. Yeah. With her, her, uh, betrothed.
0: All right, Hayden. Let's keep it moving. Um, is there anything else that you had about this?
1: I just want more. I require more. That's it. <laughs> Give me more. All right.
0: All right, yeah. Uh, I guess I'll go now. Um, yeah, a lot of the same things that Hayden touched on. I think the world building in this show is amazing. Uh, it's it's the same as what we talked about with Game of Thrones it's a different type of world building than in rings of power, but really like their world buildings on par with one another. It's, it drops you right in. Um, It does the same thing game of Thrones did where where you pick up bits and pieces about different people and different families and stuff. You don't get info dumped. Well, you do sometimes whenever characters are scheming, but really most of it you get from like character interactions and things that you see with, Mm. within, um, Events transpiring, and that's when you, when you see how characters are, what their motives are, and things like that. Um, you learn about a lot about the world just by watching the show. And the the time jumps. I know a lot of people have problems with those. I didn't mind them mm-hmm. because you know they feel organic, and even with changes in the actors, um, they make it clear who's who, and mm-hmm. uh, you never like. Not a single change of actors in the show did I think was like a bad casting decision, nor did I think that they made me any less invested in the character. Or it didn't feel like they were playing a different character. It felt like they were all playing the same character a few years down the road. So yeah, I think I think um all of that was done really well. Uh, story wise, I, I like the setup and how it was contained To this one family, essentially. And their internal struggle. I think we're about to see it open up into the wider world. Mm -hmm. I do think that we're going to get a lot more. We're going to get, you know, Starks, Lannisters, Baratheons, um, the Arryns. We're going to get, like, Game of Thrones level of different families getting involved now. I like how the setup was just, like, the internal dynamic of the targaryen and the valerian families Mm -hmm. and how they fall apart and how this rift begins and how essentially a misunderstanding leads to this big war (laughs) and then as the seasons go on we're going to draw in these other families and get a look into the wider world we've heard mentions of starks which if you've seen game of thrones you know who they are you've heard mentions of baratheons other families like that um from that show that get drawn in other locations get mentioned but really most of this has been set up at um uh, Dragonstone and at the at the Red Keep in King's Landing. So I do think that we're going to see a, a lot a lot more places, a lot more families and I'm glad that they got the set up right by really focusing on that family's internal struggle. It really allows them to to give us every detail of that that rift and that falling apart. That spiraling that they, that they do. How Viserys was really holding everything together. Some of his choices might have contributed to this. But while he was alive, he kept things afloat. Mm-hmm. And these things were going on around him. That maybe he didn't fully stop, but he slowed, slowed the leaks. And then his death unravels everything. And that ultimately brings the whole world in. Um, yeah
1: and i i talked yeah. to somebody at work at like about this kind of thing like but it was more in lines of like how focused it was on this one story this this smaller story of a like just a family rather than a larger picture going on like multiple storylines going on with game of thrones and that's what i i really liked about game of thrones and i'm very excited to to get to that point it's not going to be like that but it's yeah. going to be more like that mm-hmm.
0: Really, looking decisions. at it from the wider story, this is very much the start of the down the downslide of the Targaryens. Mm-hmm. Well, this, like, this rift, is this is, is what this is, conflict, the Dance of the Dragons, it, it is
1: what kills the dragons.
0: I don't think it kills all of them. I think it kills like the truly great ones. Well, it's it. it they have a couple left over. And, like, them. Yeah, yeah. Oh, so. well, that's what I was saying. It, I'm pretty sure at the end of this, a lot of the great ones are going to be dead. And we already see it in the show. I really like that final... Um, one of the final scenes of the show, which we'll <laughs> talk about in a minute. Intense. <laughs> and I think I think that that scene... So I'll go ahead and talk about it. The scene where... Um, what's his name? amond
1: Uh-huh.
0: Uh, is chasing down Luke. Yeah. Uh, so Amond is Viserys and Allison's, uh youngest son... Ch- uh, sec- well, second-born son chasing down... Um, uh, Luke on Erics,
1: uh-huh. Yeah,
0: yeah. R- R- and, R- Rhaenyra and, or and Renera and, yeah, Lord Strong's. But technically, like, what was his Laenor. name? Um, Lenor. Their their kid, their second son, mm-hmm. chasing him down, um, on the dragon, and very much so, like, treating it like a game. Yeah. Um, and that's something that we haven't seen in the show. And obviously these people haven't seen is like a conflict between dragons. Mm-hmm. Um, and very clearly like you see Luke is trying to get away and Eamon is just trying to scare him. I don't think Eamon's goal was to kill him or hurt him in any way. Nope. I think it was just a scare tactic um, to mess with him.
1: A lot of people are upset because in the books he wasn't remorseful. But as we know, the books are different canon from the shows. So
0: yeah. Oh, I think I think it makes it so much better. Like I agree. If he just didn't care, I I think A it's war so much better. start over than, this, you know. <laughs> I mean, and who knows? He might get back to to ev- to everybody else and act like he did it on purpose, or so that he doesn't care. Mm. But that moment, yeah. whenever whenever um before Luke's dragon breathes fire on Amon's. Luke is like, no, don't do this. Just fly me out of here. Yeah, listen to and me. And how?
1: Obey my yeah. It's or like whatever they,
0: said. They, they kept they kept saying serve me, and then once that happened, Amon's dragon getting upset, and Amon trying to reign in control of his dragon, and eventually that leads to Amon's dragon like just killing Luke and yeah, Luke's ba-
1: dragon. Yeah, like a war season dragon. Yes. Like, this is like the oh, yeah. last remaining great one from the war, pretty much of like or when they came yeah. over and took over, and like so it. it it's attack on site. Like this yeah. little, this drag, this like smaller dragon hasn't gone through like war training <clears throat> or anything.
0: Yeah. Which, so it's do it, or die
1: for it. But like, Vagar's just like, kill, you know?
0: Yeah. And they, and they both, their in, their instincts kick in. And I think we're going to see that obviously these are two kids. I think like, Eamon's supposed to be 16 and Luke is like, you know, somewhere between 12 and 14. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so they don't have as much control over their dragons as some of these older people like Rhaenyra and Daemon might, but the fact that these dragons get out of control once they're like unleashed on each other, I think that's what we're going to see. And that's, what's going to lead to the death of a lot of the great dragons, um, them being chained up and things like that, you know, that, that scene is really going to extrapolate into what we see moving forward and like there's only um, a
1: few dragons that have like like the war or like battle um what's the word like experience it, it, it's yeah it's Vagar the, the the giant one still it's uh the sea snakes i, I forget his one's name uh yeah sea smoke is like Lenor's, but he does it doesn't have a rider still i don't think yeah and then caraxes are the main mm-hmm. four that have like been in battle because those are the four people that have fought mm-hmm. except uh, yeah and outside it's, of Amon, you
0: know and they've never fought other dragons i don't think so it's yeah it's really going to kick off in a bad way and this kind of you know leads toward that and just the fact that after it happens Amon like freaks out for a second and i think he knows that so far the conflict has been pretty peaceful Mm -hmm. he just kicked it off um and that you know once we see Rhaenyra get that news she's been trying to hold it together and keep the peace do this with the least amount of bloodshed possible um Mm -hmm. and the least detrimental effects to the realm she's been trying to gather her her loyal supporters and take it you know the right way um (sighs) But now, once her son is dead, once her son's been killed in like an act of combat, yeah, it's over. Like you can see in her eyes that the fight is about to start. So, and that's really that's a really exciting way to end to end the series yeah. or end the season.
2: I think if if uh, Luke had actually tried to do more conflict, I don't think it would be as significant. But like I think it was just the fact that he's trying to get away. Like he he's not trying to do like even when they were at the Baratheon uh place that he you know he's very clearly not trying to cause conflict. He's just there. And if he went there and had like a chip on his shoulder, then it the outcome might be slightly different. But I mean, yeah, just because it's like oh this you know this motherfucker talk shit. And he got hit but it was just like nah I'm good I'm just trying to do this I'll, I'm leaving but no nah, I mean I could definitely yeah play. like
0: he he was gonna react in self-defense but then he ended up just running so yeah it's and I wonder if that's gonna change the Baratheon's minds at all I think
1: it, I well I think it will because aren't they
0: it has the potential to
1: I don't remember I don't they have blood with rain Rhaenys.
0: No, they they don't have. I don't think so. I think that no, they they this was one of
1: of Rhaenys Targaryen. Her specific specifically, she is of blood with them, and like her her her. Oh right, I guess her children. Yeah, 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 you're right. Which would it be? But yeah, the fact that like he specifically
0: said this boy was sent as a messenger. Like, don't. You were kind of cutting in and out for me, so I'm I'm oh, sorry I if I anything. talked over you in the podcast. Oh, well, <laughs> um, anyway, yeah, like, the the fact that uh, Baratheon was like, look, don't do this. He was sent as a messenger, just let him go back. The fact that after that happens, I'm surprised they let Amon go so quickly. They just, like, let him leave immediately. Yeah, yeah. me too. Um, But. It
1: probably wouldn't yeah, take that much was... time to catch up, but still, you know.
2: Yeah, And yeah. I don't know if uh, the Baratheons, if it wasn't just more of like a, uh, like, he's like not in this house type style. I don't know. If that's because that, it's just that like, might be, it. you know, it's like and I don't. He wasn't going to
1: like permit the slaughter of a, a kid.
2: Well, that, you
1: know, because there's no way Aemon loses that fight. Oh, no.
2: But like, I don't think he I don't think uh, I, I don't know his first name. But Baratheon, I don't think he wants that to happen at his house, because then it seems like he's absolutely he's chosen forced side. to pick a side, which has to now yeah. be... Green. Yes, because he allowed Luke to get killed there. And so I don't know if it's just yeah. because, oh, he's a messenger, or if it's just like, nah, I'm not trying to get fucked here, you know? And he he yeah. might still... I don't... Just because you know they did let Aemon and Luke go like that, but yeah, again, I mean, he they can't. That's out of their control if it's happening over the seas. So,
0: yeah, I still think that Rhaenyra might blame blame him Mm. partially, but I guess we'll have to wait and see. Uh, That's kind of all I had to say. I think Um, there might be something I'm forgetting, but Garrett, if you want to go ahead and you know say your piece,
2: so y'all have hit a lot of my points on the head um king the series i think is one if not the biggest highlight of the show of the season oh yeah Um, and my god in season i'm at episode nine where he, he he's just he like i don't understand how he's still alive in that episode
0: You mean episode eight? Yeah, where
1: he's missing an eye. Oh yeah, my bad. His cheek, like that looked so good. It
2: looked so good. Like the mask that they used for him looked phenomenal. And then he pulled it off while they're having dinner. And like my first, like I was just like,
0: what? It's
2: like this (laughs) guy's a zombie, bro. Like this dude is a walking zombie. Like
1: he's a White Walker already.
2: (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, no, I mean (sighs) Jesus, it he stole the show for me for this season. And, I mean, I know we're hitting a lot on the season finale, but, I mean, the season finale was just that phenomenal. Yeah. And, I mean, for me, just the whole interactions with everybody and, like, what Hayden pointed out, like, at the end of it with Renera, where she didn't say a word, it was just music playing, but you literally felt... The Black Queen becoming the Black Queen in those Mm -hmm. 10, 15 seconds at the end of the season. Mm -hmm. Just absolutely phenomenal. And I mean, overall, like, you know, they're building this whole. It's the same universe as Game of Thrones, but like a whole different storyline about the fall of the Targaryens. And yeah, again, they just do it phenomenal, like they did with Game of Thrones. And. My only complaint about that is, honestly, the casting choice for Amond, Because ever since, like, once they did that last time jump, you cannot convince me that's a 16-year-old. Like, the dude looks 30. Like, I'll never, like... I mean, yeah. It was a, tw- a meme on Twitter, and it's from <laughs> Bad Boys that, yeah. 2, where it's like, how old are you? It's like 16, and it's a picture of him... <laughs> And he's like, nah, motherfucker, you're not sixteen.
0: Yeah, you look thirty. Or, yeah,
2: yeah, I saw another one where it was like making fun of him because he looked like Zoolander yeah. doing but the death. I've
1: grown accustomed to it. Yeah, I mean,
2: I have too, but also it's still like, like it's, I, I'm kind of it's believing jarring
1: it. at like how much larger he is in comparison to like Aegon because Aegon just seems like a pup compared to him. You know, like
2: I wouldn't even say
0: Aegon's Ag- very Aegon's very soft. Mm -hmm. yeah i I, you can convince me that Aegon's older Mm. he's just softer um obviously like amen has been training more he has that facial scar which makes him look a bit older and things like that you know i
2: oh the facial scar with the sapphire oh my god when he showed that i was just like oh man that just it's like why is that in there (laughs) i mean fuck it why not
0: If I had that in there, I wouldn't keep it covered up. I'd, I'd have it that way. Yeah, that is a good point. Off. I would
2: not have the eye patch. Yeah. But, I mean, this, yeah, again, like I said, with the uh, Ring of Powers section, these two, I mean, mm-hmm. I think it's between these two shows. That's my favorite show. Like, they just did absolutely phenomenal. Like, I was highly invested in this. Oh, yeah. And I would like to point out how we were talking about a show like related to Game of Thrones where there's nothing but incest uh paedophiles but everybody drew the line at the foot fetish thing <laughs> in the last episode I thought
1: that was hilarious dude I was like I cannot believe Why? this is in Game of Thrones and like it, it was hilarious everybody blew
2: up about it I'm like oh so not Damon marrying <laughs> His niece, or trying to hook up with her when she was like ten, you know that that's okay. Y'all are trying to ship them, but no.
0: The (laughs) second that
2: Allison shows a little foot, you're just like,
0: hold up. That scene was such a slow burn. Like, when she was taking her shoes and socks off, I was like, I was like, oh, she's like, I guess she just had a long day and like she's sitting down and doesn't want to be here. I don't know why they're doing this. But then she puts her feet up and he like sticks his hand down his pants. And I was like, oh, so that's what we're doing yeah, here. Okay. She turned
2: away. No, as, like, oh. yeah. as soon as she started slowly taking off her shoes and I guess her leggings or whatever, I was just like, I'm like, oh, I know where this is going. This is, oh, God. And like you said, it's a uh, slow burn. It's not like a heavily hinted. It's like no, you're 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 seeing this.
0: Yeah, it was. You're seeing this so, weird
1: dynamic between these two people, <laughs> like.
0: Yeah, yeah. So strange. And but I guess, well, towards the end here, we probably need to transition into comparing the two. Yeah. Um, I guess we'll go back around, Garrett. Uh, you know, just I guess kind of briefly compare the two and how they like work together in pop culture currently and in the current you know climate and all that and how how you thought of them you know together how they complemented each other in the moment how they work differently things like that just how because obviously i think we all like them both yeah um so just yeah just two shows that on paper are pretty similar but really when it boils down to it do very different things. Um,
2: I think from a pop culture standpoint, you know, as of recent, like the last six, seven years, you know, Game of Thrones has been a lot more involved in pop culture than Lord of the Rings. Not saying Lord of the Rings has. Oh, for sure. But it's just you know that recency bias. But one thing yeah. I love is like with the new Ring of Power show is bringing it back, and I think it's. Doing it so well to where like, you know, kids these days are now being introduced because it's like you said, like we've mentioned earlier, like it's a TV show that looks like a movie, but it's still a TV show. So it's not like you're showing kids three and a half hour long movies to try yeah. to get them invested. And mm-hmm it's doing a great job of trying to bring it back into pop culture. I think it's succeeding very well. While House of Dragon is still keeping Game of Thrones heavily involved, especially with, quote-unquote, the disaster of Season 8, which I think is definitely overhated. And,
0: I think it's overblown as well. And, like,
2: <laughs> you know, a lot of people were just like, you know, that ending sucks, this, that. And... It's just like House of Dragon. I'm not gonna say it's making people those people forget, but it's bringing.
0: I think it's definitely re earning some some good faith. Yes, I think in, it, in the in the in the um, the I guess Game of Thrones universe. Yeah,
2: like I think it's bringing those people back into loving it again, or reminding people how much they loved it. And when you want to sit down, when I sit down and, like, compare the two, I think, when it comes to the differences between them, you know, you have a more, I'm trying to think of how to put it. It's like, with Rings of Power or The Lord of the Rings, you have more of a, to me, like, a true fantasy story, while with, like, Game of Thrones, it's more, like, sabotage
1: fantasy but
2: yeah it's like pg
1: 13
2: (laughs) Ah. (laughs) yeah kind of because a little more
1: what is it ma rated for mature yeah yeah. for
2: for tv it's definitely more geared towards adults but also with like everything that goes on with the storylines with game of thrones it reminds me more of like kind of like mob movies or mafia movies or something along the lines where you have a lot of Plotting, employing, and like... It's all about getting power. Mm -hmm. And with Lord of the Rings, it's just that traditional good versus evil. Because in Game of Thrones, you know, it's hard to decipher what's really good and what's really bad. Because of how well they've done the characters in the story.
0: Oh yeah, much much like real life. You know, there's like good and bad in most things. But a lot of it's in this gray area in the middle.
2: Mm -hmm. And... I think that's one reason why I like Ring of Powers because with Sauron talking to um, Gal- uh, Galadriel, Galadriel at the end, it's like it's kind of blurring those lines. But yeah, again, we all know the story. You know, we know she's yeah. not going to join him or, you know, become like his queen or this or that. But with like a show with House of the Dragon, you don't have that. Like, you. Mm-hmm. you don't like you have that gray area where it's just like well you know maybe like this character is like not a hundred percent good but they're laying more towards good but yeah again they have yes, that, it, those flaws where it's like you could easily see where shit gets sideways for like if that character decides to do this or that
1: see the thing yeah. like with that is, is like you never know i feel like most of the character's true intentions in game of thrones until whatever they want has gone through
2: yeah
0: yeah
1: and i, I think that mm-hmm. benefits a lot and like <clears throat> you, you'll be able to pick things up right you yeah. you who, who knew that Tyrion was going to end up killing his parents in game of thrones or his his father in game of thrones i didn't think it would ever get to that point because he always expressed he didn't want to kill people ever yeah. like again so yeah and i don't think people would have thought he would do that and by all means, everybody loves him. I love him. Yeah. Still, even mm-hmm. after he did that, because I, it, I, I can understand like he the, the grief he was going through could cause somebody to do something like that. So, oh yeah. It, it's it's showing. I, I I'm touching on what you said. I, I'm sorry for interrupting. No, you're good. But it's showing the humanity of even being trying to be a decent person and getting. Stuck by something crazy or something that doesn't matter as much, or like, like he could have just oh, yeah. left, you know, yeah. safely mm-hmm. without doing that. And then you know, it, it is what it is. So yeah. yeah,
2: I think with the case with Terry, and I think one reason what drove him to that is just that he at that moment, or with the previous episodes of leading up to that, he just knew that no matter what he did, he was going to die. He was going to die. His father uh, Tywin was always going to try to. Kill him.
1: And I, I don't think he was gonna kill him because of that. I think he understood. He's like, everybody thinks I did it because I'm the imp. All I can go out there and, is, you know, tell them the truth. Yeah. And then things go sideways. He, his his buddies help him escape, his brother and his friend. Then he sees yeah. his dad with uh, somebody else and it's over. Yeah. With his his, mm-hmm. his love, so... It is what it is.
2: But
0: I guess um Garrett, do you have anything else to say?
2: Uh yeah, I was gonna end it off with um just comparing these two is kinda hard because of how different they are, but it makes for interesting, you know, discussions. And if it was Mm -hmm. to be if you if somebody was to ask me like which one do I like more, I would probably say Rings of Power. I don't know if that's because of my bias towards the link uh ring uh lord of the rings lore and just stories overall but either way i i think also another comparison is like thinking about the future in like five years when we get season two um (laughs) i think it's going to be very different because i think rings of power is still going to be building up more yeah while I, I fully expect for Season 2, like, Episode 1, I think shit is going to hit the fan. Like, I think Season 2 is oh, going yeah. to start off with a bang. And... Think there about really how that no season's going to end. Like,
1: like Episode 9 is notoriously, like, the craziest episode in all of, like, uh, all of the Game of Thrones season. Yeah. I mean, it, you could argue against this season's of House of the Dragons Episode 9, but it was still a... It was a big twist, but not a big like surprising twist. Just a big twist, you
0: know. Yeah. But yeah,
2: I would say I believe "Rings of Power" is my. It's like, I like it, and I think it's my more favorite over "House of Dragon." But when it comes to Mm -hmm. season two, I think I will be more pumped for when house of dragon comes out not saying i will not lose any anticipation for ring of power i think it's just how the two shows are going so Mm
0: -hmm. yeah i'm going to kind of piggyback off of that last thing you said is that it's hard to compare them because they're so different i just comparing the two i'm going to go through their similarities and their differences their similarities are they are both medieval fantasy TV
1: shows.
0: (laughs) And that's about the end of that. That's literally it. The differences are, is Lord of the Rings is more of the high fantasy, whereas Game of Thrones is more um, kind of set in more of a slightly realistic, not realistic as in there's no magic, but realistic as in the way that the world actually works. Uh, Whereas Rings of Power are more, this is the hard line between good and evil. There's a lot more gray in the Game of Thrones universe. So that's what we get here. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the way that the um, House of the Dragon was set out. Every week at the end of the House of the Dragon. I needed the next episode immediately. Every episode ended so well. Mm-hmm. I wanted to turn around and watch the next one. And I couldn't. Um, so week to week it, it grabbed me a lot. Uh, get, Rings of Power uh, didn't so much. Every episode was amazing, but they didn't have those ending moments, those cliffhangers, those final scenes in the episode that made me want to watch the next episode immediately. Another part of that might be I watched Rings of Power alone, um, whereas uh, House of the Dragon, my girlfriend and I watched together every week as it came out. So you know, Rings of Power, watching that by myself, it's 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 easier to whatever the person that you spend a lot of time with has like an appointment viewing every week to watch that immediately as it comes out. Whereas when I'm trying to find time to watch stuff by myself, uh, I had to kind of flex when I watched it and things like that. But part of that too was the the way the episodes ended and how with House of the Dragon, the moment it ended, I wanted the next one. But with Rings of Power, it was great TV. Um, I'm not saying that it's worse because of that. Mm -hmm. (coughs) Excuse me, but... You know, it allowed for less of a, I need to watch this immediately. Because there were less cliffhangers and things. Um, And then, yeah, visually I do think that um, the the grand visuals, the huge set pieces, things like that were done better. Not better, but there were more big set pieces and really great looking shots in... Uh, rings of power whereas House of the Dragon focused more on the camera work between people talking and how they they framed individual conversations because most of it was set inside buildings and stuff. You weren't going place to place and, and getting these huge set pieces and huge environments. You were in a room so they really used the camera to their advantage while dialogue was happening. Um, and yeah, the tone was completely different. Between the two, one but one similarity that I want to end with is that they both have a similar uh, genre and era. But um, what, despite all their other differences, they execute flawlessly, I think. And this kind of makes me wonder. I came into House of the Dragon with a lot lower expectations. I expected it to be okay. <clears throat> I wanted I, I wanted it to be good, but I expected a lot less, and it exceeded expectations. I expected something great from Rings of Power, and I got something great. So, at the end of the day, I feel like they both executed flawlessly what they wanted to do with different takes on the fantasy genre. So, it's hard for me to pick a favorite. I'm going to have to stew on it for a while before I pick which one I like more.
2: Mm-hmm. That's fair.
0: But, uh, yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah, um I guess I'll pick up here. Um like you were saying about tone, like the something that I have been appreciating more and more and like especially recently with the shows I've watched, it's it's seen in like everything I've watched recently. Like I re rewatched Peaky Blinders, I rewatched Game of Thrones after I had watched it the first time. I've, re- I've I've rewatched most of the episodes of House of the Dragon. I haven't
2: rewatched the last two. Um are you on your third or which, fourth time watching Game of Thrones. Oh, I haven't I haven't watched any more of it. Like it, it the, the
1: thing that wants me to bring back like more Game of Thrones is just seeing the scenes that have subtle details that matter to everything, like everything in in like at all. Um, and it's it's nice seeing both of these series connect firmly with the others and make sense. Not have just like random threads that probably like you know like it's just vague. And the thing about like House of the Dragon for me and the Game of Thrones is the grittiness, the darkness of the, the tone. It, it, it feels more real because it is a very, like Jake said, it's very much closer to society as we would have lived it during that time than how we would have lived in probably like the Lords of the Rings universe, you know. Mm-hmm. And that, that that's something I just appreciate a lot about it. It makes it feel more real to me and gets me more invested um, but that being said, you would probably call me a a Lord of the Rings hater, and probably have before. <laughs> I respect it. I, I like it. It's 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 different, and uh, there's a lot of respect to be had for the visuals and the care they take for everything. The stories are compelling. I just prefer the Game of Thrones style. I think, it, it, and it's it probably goes back to all style. I think that's why I can confidently make a decision on it. So, I I I agree that there's a there there's a, a lot of stuff that can be expanded upon in all of these and all of it's interesting and stuff I want to see. So.
0: Yeah, no, I mean yeah. That's good. I'm I really enjoyed talking about these uh two really great shows with you guys and uh is there anything else you guys want to talk about before we head out? Um
1: He's back. Henry Cavill's back. Zack Snyder's Justice League two out coming soon. Let's go. We're renewing our podcast. We got to keep going <laughs> now, baby. R.I.P.
2: Leslie Jordan. Oh, legend. Ghost. <laughs> what are y'all doing? Well, she screwing. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. I about <laughs> cried when I got that notification earlier today. Out. Well, she. I was literally driving well, back do. from Publix, and I like looked down. I'm like, "What's this Twitter?" And I was like, well, "What's this tweet notification?" I like looked. I'm like. No. <sighs> R.I.P. Yeah. Leslie Jordan. Yep. R.I.P. Yep.
1: Kept the whole world together during lockdown. <sighs> well, <laughs>
0: probably. Now that we've ended with uh, two sad bits of news, I say we call it here. Um, I don't like two. We got Thanks, everybody, it for listening this week. Uh, <laughs> yeah. If you find my will to live, email the podcast. That's three. Um,. <laughs> Everybody, uh, as always, leave a like, rating, or review, on whatever podcast app you use. Um, tell the show, uh, tell tell a friend about the show, so that we can, you know, bless more people with our weekly content. And uh, we'll be back next week to talk about something. This is the first time in a few weeks that we haven't had something planned out. But uh, Garrett, thanks for coming on. Uh, for the for the past two weeks, we'll have you back on eventually, I'm sure. And Do you have anything maybe to in another plug, seventy episodes? I'm about to say another <laughs>
2: seventy episodes down the road, and it'll be another doubleheader. But
0: maybe maybe we'll have you on for three next time. Oh yeah. Oh wait no wait 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 no we had you on for two last yeah, time. It's so gotta it's got to be, be two it's got to be a time. trilogy of right, two right.
2: episodes. But yeah no it's been a pleasure right. as always. You know I'm looking forward to y'all's She Hulk episode next week. <laughs> Yes. all right, <laughs>
1: you heard it here first, folks. Yeah,
2: because I hate to say We're it, but you said there's not and much. Jake's watching hey, it. I mean,
0: <laughs> yeah, <it's-> uh, we Will <laughs> since since I'm so good at gaslighting, I'll say this: we'll definitely watch She-Hulk and review it next week. Well, guys, it's been discussed. He's gonna watch it. Yep, <laughs> it's gonna yeah, be She-Hulk heard it here first. It. It's gonna be She-Hulk. I've actually already seen it. I mean, you're the oh, one that sure. watched it Hayden. <laughs> okay,
1: what happens in the last episode?
0: <laughs> Uh, she has sex with Daredevil and he walks home with no shoes nope.
1: on. Nope. Uh, he walks That's home with That's no the, shoes on, but the, the the other part doesn't happen that episode.
0: It's nope. That's the last episode that matters. <laughs> okay, what happens after that? <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> or is another. that where you <laughs>
1: thought it ended? <laughs> the,
0: uh, the, 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 the walk of shame is where I mentally checked out.
2: <laughs> okay. That's fair. Um, yeah, no, it's going to go... I'm predicting it now to all the faithful listeners. It's going to go She-Hulk episode. And then it's going to be the trilogy of Pinocchio movies.
1: All right. And this is why he's not part of our creative <laughs> pro- team, guys. Let's get out. him out of here. All right. Thanks, everybody, old, for
2: listening. We'll see y'all next week. <laughs> They're all Fast and Furious no. franchise.
0: <laughs> all right. No, actually, I like what you're saying. Sure. We'll review She-Hulk next week. Then we'll do the trilogy of Pinocchio <laughs> movies. Oh, God. And, uh, and then, yeah, the third episode, we'll do a second review of Morbius. We'll go back and all watch right it All right, guys, again so our next episode is our final episode.
1: Thank you all for being so so loyal listeners. We love you. Um, yeah. Peace. <laughs> I'm, I'm stopping.
0: <laughs> Wait, did you stop? This podcast is presented by Miscreant Records.
1: You can find us on Twitter at Miscreant Pods. And you can also email us at miscreantrecordspod at gmail.com.